Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, welcome to the Queen's Layer, and I am your host, Renee Lowe, also known as Onyx Queen, Queen, Onyx, whatever. <laughs> People have different names. Um, yeah, we, 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 as you see from the title, People have been asking me to comment on the Shea Moisture situation, Um for those of you that may not know, I am the CEO of Honest Queen Media, but I am also the curator of Blackberry Naturals. Blackberry Naturals is a meetup group. Actually, we're more than a meetup group. We are a networking group, but we do have a meetup group online on meetup.com. Um, we are the third largest uh, natural hair group in Atlanta with over 500 active members. Um, yeah, people have been like, Renee, you got to comment on this. You have to say something. As one of the, the, the leaders of the natural hair community here in the Atlanta area, um, heading up one of, you know, one of the top three groups, I definitely had to say something about this. I've actually been <laughs> dealing with um, – uh, this allergy situation has really got to me. The allergies are really have come down on me in the past week because I have been trying to record this for the past several days. So finally, I'm getting around to feeling much better to be able to record it and let it be clear and my thoughts just fluid about what I feel about what's going on. Um, first of all, Let's just be full disclosure. Shea Moisture, I've always had a love affair with Shea Moisture for years. They are definitely one of my top staple products that I use in my natural hair routine. And for those that may not know, which I have returned back to being natural now about 14 years. So it's not like I became natural a year ago or two years ago and I'm new to the game. Not new to the game at all. Um, I was very disappointed you know, I was very disappointed in the ad. Um, if you have been not paying attention or living under a rock, um, Shea Moisture released an ad that specifically targeted white women. Now, I'm saying specifically targeted white women rather than saying um, it left us black women out because Shea Moisture has been doing this shift for a while now. This is not new. 
And if people have been paying attention to their ongoing campaign about a million ways to Shay, that's their their one of their latest hashtags that they came up with, I think last year or the year before, is hashtag a million ways to Shay. Meaning there's a million different ways that they are expanding their brand to reach all different types of customers. How do you shea moisture? What products do you use? What frustrations do you have with your natural hair? Or what are the beautiful things about your natural hair that you have found out that you didn't know? You know, some people, some women, I have heard a lot of, you know, people struggling with their hair, but I also hear a lot of women saying, if I knew that my hair could do these amazing things, I would have never relaxed my hair. I would have never used a texturizer in my hair, you know. So I hear a lot of that as well. Um, Yes, was I disappointed? Um, That's one of the questions that many people have asked me. Yes, I was disappointed because I feel like Shea Moisture's campaigns have always been focused on their core customer, their core customer being black women. Um, We can put Latina women in there as well, but mainly black women. If Shea Moisture is coming to town or they are going to be a sponsor of an event, you better believe there's going to be every single you know, type of uh, black natural hair blogger or vlogger, YouTuber from that particular town, or sometimes they will fly in people, you know, vloggers from other towns to, you know, service that particular event. Um, From what I understand, being friends with some of these vloggers, um, even some of the larger ones that, you know, we see out there at Essence Fest and things like that, Um, Shea Moisture has always been very fair in the way that, you know, they have treated their vloggers and bloggers. I don't think I've ever heard anything adverse. Um, They've always been uh, very good about, um, as far as like on the monetary side of things. Now, I know Shea Moisture has expanded. Um, If you don't know the backstory of Shea Moisture, this is the grandmother's recipes for different body products and things of that nature, soaps and that sort of thing that she would sell at market, um, you know, in her home country. And so these are soaps. These are African black soaps. These are all different types of those lotions and potions that your grandmother or your great-grandmother, especially if they're from a country in Africa or the islands, um, you know, Latina, you know, grandmothers are definitely in the mix of this as well. So if you have that type of background and even some other backgrounds as well, you know, grandmothers always have the fix for things, whether it's that special tea, whether it's that particular rub or whatever it is, they always have something to fix whatever ails you, you know. So these were the grandmother's original recipes and things passed down through the grandchildren um, to create uh, Shea Moisture as a company. So these recipes and things have been in existence at least since 1912, um, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe it's 1912. I don't know if it was called Shape Moisture in 1912, but um, definitely these recipes and things have been in existence since that time. So the CEO of the company, a uh, gentleman, his name is Richard Dennis. Um, he, and I hope I'm 
pronouncing his name correctly. But he basically went on the different social medias and, and the different news outlets and things to talk about the expansion of Shea Moisture. So like I said before, Shea Moisture has been making this shift for a long time. You know, the A Million Ways to Shea campaign, from what I have seen over the past year and a half to two years, has been about getting Shea Moisture up out of the ethnic aisle and on the mainstream shelves, like your L'Oreal's, your Pantene's, and, you know, things like that. I get it. I am not in disagreement of that. I actually support that because black makeup, black beauty, black hair, we are mainstream. We have to stop acting like we're not mainstream. There are women out there, non-black women, who pay good money to have lips like us, to have hips like us, to have our skin tone, even trying to recreate the waviness and the curliness in our hair. You know, and people have to realize that that is mainstream. We, black beauty is mainstream beauty. And we're trying to act like we need to take a back seat. I don't have any problem with the ethnic aisle because as soon as I walk into any of these stores out there, whether it's Walgreens or whatever these different stores, I'm headed to the ethnic aisle for sure. But it does make me feel good to know that a major black company is not in the ethnic aisle because that means that, okay, we can be outside of the ethnic aisle and still serve our people. You know, so where do we find that balance? You know, what lesson do we learn from this debacle that is going to help us go further in a positive way? Because black women have been spending a ton of money on Shea Moisture products. And I know a lot of people will say, well, Shea Moisture was so expensive. Honestly, there are a whole lot of other natural products out there that are more expensive than Shea Moisture, a whole lot. And I do support the smaller products, I have no problem supporting a product that I've never heard of. If I get a sample of it and it's the bomb.com, believe me, I will go back on their website and order the full, you know, version of it. I have no problem supporting even the smaller brands. I love supporting the smaller brands. I love, you know, the different subscription boxes and things that I get. I get Curl Kit. If people are familiar with Curl Kit, I get Curl Kit every month. Like, I love some of the products in Curl Kit box I've never heard of. But I'll use them and they'll be like, oh, this is really great. You know, it's a new find. That's why I get that subscription box. You know, I love a good swag bag. Anytime I go to an event or I have my own events, you know, we at Blackberry Naturals, we have our own events all the time, and we make sure that our VIP swag bag is really stock full of things that not, you know, that the naturals have not heard of. We try to make sure it's things that you really, we really do a lot of research to make sure it's things that you haven't seen already on Instagram or haven't tried already, you know. Um, if it is things that you do love, we also like to throw in a couple staples in there that you absolutely do love as well. So it's a healthy balance that needs to be done. You can't forget about your core audience. People, of course, have been doing their research and their backtracking and have found that um, these top marketing positions at Shea Moisture are not even held by women of color, no black women, no Latina women that we know of. Um, that was another uh, layer to the backlash as well. So that right there 
that that actually explains a whole lot of why this ad was even able to make it out of the gate. Now, uh, the CEO of Shea Moisture did say that this was one ad out of a series, I believe, of 24 ads. So, okay, they're trying to expand their brand. I don't even have a problem with them expanding their brand at all. But for me and what I go through with my hair is not the same as a white woman who goes whatever she goes through with her hair. It's very different. The textures are different. They, you know, white women are always complaining about their hair being oily. My hair drinks oil. So, you know, why not come up with a line that fits for different types of hair, not just different types of curly hair or textured hair, <clears throat> excuse me, but for different types of hair. If you look at L'Oreal or I think it's Pantene, specifically came up with lines, whether it was makeup or, um, you know, body products that fit for the black community that are targeted towards black women. So I don't have a problem with a black company targeting specific products to a different demographic. Just don't forget about the original demographic that has helped to build where you are right now. So I think that's where black women really felt like they, you know, very put down and it was like a slap in the face because it was like, you know, if you look at all their campaigns and things that they've done thus far, it's always, you know, always got us at the forefront because it's the majority of who's spending that money. You know, even if you can scroll and scroll and scroll through their Instagram and you can count on one hand how many white women you will see, they're definitely not putting it out to um, a white audience. But this was specifically designed for the white audience. So some of the lessons that I've learned from this, even from my own business, because I am a full-time entrepreneur and have my own business, never alienate your original customer or your original idea and original plan um, when you when you first got started. Because when you start to alienate your original plan, your original idea, the core reason of why you got started that's where the compromising starts to come in. Then you start compromising things. Then you start finding, oh, well, we could do this and that will be okay. You'll start to become so desensitized to what's going on. You know, you'll start to allow anything. And I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be one of these folks who's like, oh, why can't we have anything to ourselves? It's not even about that. I am not beyond expansion, but just don't forget about your core people. Don't forget about your core people. Another lesson is get together with the everyday person. These brands out there, I don't care how big of a brand you are, get together with the everyday woman. Dove, uh, Dove as a brand has done this tremendously. I don't think anybody does it better than Dove right now. They take the average everyday woman and make her feel like a million dollars you know, and let her say her piece. That is something that, a lesson that, you know, we we can learn from, you know, we can definitely learn from. So I am sad about the situation, but it's not beyond repair. They have apologized, but let's watch and see where we're putting our dollars, where we really are in this 
mainstream game because we are a part of mainstream and we have to realize that. Black beauty is mainstream. And that's one of the lessons that I have learned from the Shea Moisture Backlash is that black beauty is mainstream. So let's pay attention to what we're doing with our money. We spend over, I can't even remember the number, but I think we spend in the billions of dollars on beauty. So let's act like it. Let's act like it. This was Season 7, Episode 4, Lessons from the Shea Moisture Backlash. This is your host, Renee Lowe, and you are listening to the Queen's Lair. Bye, everyone. Talk to you next week. Medicine is one of the most difficult, fast-paced, yet rewarding paths you can take. You can set out on your own and navigate the student loans, the bureaucracies, and systems that define a typical medical career. Or you can apply for the U.S. Army's Health Professions Scholarship Program and launch yourself into a medical career like no other. Your tuition will be completely covered, and when you graduate med school, you'll learn from and work with some of the most elite minds in medicine. That's the Army difference. Learn more and apply today at GoArmy.com hpsp.